with your latest news, I'm April Cummings, Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee reporting 345 COVID-19 tests. Since our last report on Thursday, there were three positives in the batch. The individuals are travelers who tested positive during routine screening and will remain in isolation until considered recovered. The number of people in isolation, either at a government facility or in their homes as required by the Medical Officer of Health, is 731. The total number of COVID-19 vaccines administered to date is 18,159, with 7,638 people having completed the two-dose course so far. Hell City is moving forward with plans to expand its facilities with the construction of a $100 million medical campus at Kamana Bay. An expansion that will boost our country's health care capacity and bring much-needed specialized services closer to where people live and work. Premier the Honorable Alden McLaughlin says the COVID-19 pandemic has shown the world how important healthcare security is. With the uncertainty that the global pandemic brings, it is more important than ever that we encourage healthcare projects that close healthcare gaps, giving residents greater access to more services locally without having to travel overseas. Mr. McLaughlin says this investment by Health City will reinforce Cayman as the flagship medical tourism destination while boosting the local economy at the same time. This project will be of great benefit to our community, both in terms of the services it will provide and also with regard to the employment opportunities it will offer, creating jobs for Caymanian companies during construction, supporting local industry and employment, and further jobs once the hospital is open. HCCI reportedly has a workforce that is 30% Caymanian, with the expansion providing further opportunities for employment. The new facility will put Cayman in a position to offer expanded services to local patients, helping keep people on island rather than flying overseas for treatment. Radiotherapy for cancer care patients, as well as neonatal intensive care, have long been identified as key areas of health care needed for the health care security of our country and the wider Caribbean With this announcement, we have achieved that. No longer will patients and their carers have to fly overseas for weeks and months at a time for the care that they'll desperately need. Patients can remain close to home and close to family and friends. Health Minister the Honorable Dwayne Seymour says people with cancer need more support from family and friends and they need convenient access to cancer services like chemotherapy, radiation, oncology and general surgery, services that will be available at the new campus. The other advantage is not only the cost savings from the treatment itself, but also from the air transport and other costs such as hotels and taxis and rental vehicles based on long stays associated with radiation. Minister Seymour says the campus will also relieve some of the financial burden for families with babies needing specialized neonatal care. This project is a major step in ensuring all Caymanians and residents of Cayman, regardless of geography, have access to affordable, world-class health care. I look forward to further expansion and fulfilling of my vision of making the Cayman Islands the most sought-out sought-after medical destination in the Caribbean. Projected completion date for the expansion of Health City Cayman Islands, about 24 months. Following a press release earlier this month, the Ministry of Employment and Border Control and the Customs and Border Control say they recognize the legislative limitation within the Customs and Border Control Act 
and its inconsistency with the principle of family unity under the 1951 Convention and the 1967 Protocol relating to the status of refugees. In December 2020, Cabinet granted approval to the Ministry of Employment and Border Control to amend the Customs and Border Control Act 2018. The statement says the ministry is working with the Legislative Drafting Department to prepare an appropriate bill for Cabinet's consideration. The statement goes on to say that in the absence of legislative amendments, a viable option to allow a spouse of an asylum seeker to legally remain and work in the islands is for Cabinet to exercise its powers in accordance with Section 53.1b of the Immigration Transition Act and grant an exemption to allow that person to lawfully take up gainful employment. At a recent meeting, Cabinet exercised those powers in respect of the spouse of a particular asylum recipient, thereby providing an opportunity for employment within specified occupations for a period of two years. The decision was communicated to relevant parties earlier this week by CBC. Workforce Opportunities and Residency Cayman will manage employment-related services, while CBC will continue to facilitate additional temporary support services. As to any other person seeking asylum or those who have already received asylum, CBC says it will continue to monitor individual circumstances and provide appropriate support in tandem with other agencies as needed. Chair of the Cayman Airways Board of Directors Philip Rankin expresses renewed confidence now that the Boeing 7378 aircraft fleet is returning. From a financial standpoint, I still believe in Cayman Airways that we can deliver on our business plan. Um, we, we're poised to improve cargo. We're going to make modifications there. You're going to see a lot of changes now that we have access back to these uh, aircraft. Mr. Rankin says the Boeing 7378s can do a lot more than the prior models were able to. And we can open up new routes. We got um, because of the the distance that these um, planes can fly. And of course, it's a, it's a major tool for tourism, for um, Cayman. I don't think there's any other aircraft out there that we could have gotten that can carry out the mission better than these aircraft. Mr. Rankin says it has been a long journey getting to this point. Uh, when we embarked on this mission to modernize Cayman Airways, that was one of my goals. And um, after numerous trips to Cabinet, proving to them that the direction we were going in was the right direction. And um, at this point, I remember when um, Ms. Giuliano was with us when we went to pick up the first plane. That was quite an exciting trip coming from uh, Seattle. And um, this is equally as exciting. Uh, it's like doing it all over again. Cayman Airways Board of Directors Chair Philip Rankin. The Cayman Islands government is opening offices in Brussels. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens has more. LLM course leader and lecturer at Truman Bodden Law School of the Cayman Islands, Laura Panadas said Cayman is making sure, despite Brexit, they have a voice in the EU. Regardless of the specific result of Brexit, Cayman is gearing up to the occasion. Cayman is opening a new Cayman Islands government office in Brussels. This should give Cayman the opportunity to continue having these talks with key EU and UK stakeholders. But why in particular has CIG decided on Belgium's capital? Brussels is the informal capital of the EU because most of the institutions are based there. So getting a permanent space in such a powerful city is an essential strategic move that Cayman is so far getting right. 
The impact of Brexit on British overseas territories is uncertain, and a priority for Cayman is to remain off the EU's tax blacklist. So an open dialogue is highly important. It is always a struggle to get a conversation with key EU lawmakers. But if you are not there where they are, that makes it impossible. Cayman getting a spot in Brussels, even if it's a small office, gives it a perfect platform to get all those conversations going. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. The Cayman Islands government says it also has plans to open offices in several other key locations. It's looking at Hong Kong and Washington, D.C. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings. In local sports, we focus on boxing and an event coming in early March presented by the Cayman Islands Boxing Association. The return to boxing is scheduled for March 6th at 6 p.m. at the D. Dalmain Ebanks Boxing Gym. Having this event means a lot to the associations in general and the boxers particularly. Um, They've been training for the past year and have improved tremendously from the school age kids to the elite boxers. And it means a lot to them to get back into the ring and, and showcase their talent because their last event was in February, February 1st. 2020. National boxing coach Floyd Trumpet says after that there was the COVID-19 lockdown. Now they did do online training and once the restrictions eased got back into the gym but this event is a long time coming. So getting back into the ring to showcase their their talents and their development is good for them and they are, they are eagerly awaiting this event. Coach Floyd says they'll be competing amongst themselves because there is really only one boxing gym in Cayman that does full-time boxing. It's good for them to do it because just sparring is a different mental preparation than if you can do actual fight. They'll be competing amongst themselves. And, and right now they are in preparation mode because, you know, learning to box is different to preparing for competition. So now for the past week and going forward until the sixth, they will be doing more tactical work instead of doing and learning anything new. Whatever they know that we're gonna try to improve and get it to work in a combat situation. Again, the return to boxing event scheduled for March 6, 6 p.m. at the Dalmain Ebanks Boxing Gymnasium. You can find out more by emailing info at cibaky.com. Basketball fans are in for a busy Sunday, the championship season one games at the John Gray High School Gym. We will be having the championship game of the three divisions. We have five nine division, 40 years old and five ten division. So come and join us to experience the, the most memorable and most uh, forgettable moment of the championship game for three divisions. That's Juran Arenta of One Sports Cayman Basketball League. The lineup includes Otis Air versus Costulas at 1.30, Creole versus Dream Team at 3.30 p.m., and Al Thompson's versus ADS Limited at 5.30 p.m. We do have a, a program that will be starting around 11.30. It will be showcasing all the distributions of, of uh, certificates appreciations and recognitions of each and everyone who sponsored and who behind the scenes of One Sports Cayman. Gates open at 11 a.m. on Sunday at the John Gray High School Gym. And a quick reminder about the basketball shootout in association with Hoopsters Basketball Club this Saturday from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Savannah Newlands Playfield on Pedro Castle Road in Savannah. For Radio Cayman Sports, I'm April Cummings.